biases and preconceptions get in the way of love. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. I know I've said this before, but it seems like we live in very divided times. Um, If we're not divided over our politics, we're divided on issues of race, we're divided on issues of economics, we're divided on so many different things, and it seems the... uh, the ground to come together is evaporated almost altogether. There seems to be very little common ground these days between most people. I think what often keeps us apart, quite honestly, are really uh, just our biases and preconceptions. Um, We uh, think people who have certain views only think um, a certain way. And we write them off without really getting to know them or getting to know the heart behind the things that they think or the things that they believe. Um, We also have preconceptions about people, don't we? A preconception is determining in your mind what someone's like before you get to know them or without even taking the time to get to know them. And and so, uh, you know, we label what we don't understand and we sort of seem to go to our corners um, and write each other off. And I don't think that's a productive (laughs) approach for um, getting things done. It's certainly not a way to build healthy, vibrant relationships. I think uh, what occurs to me is that maturity would demand that we learn how to love and respect and get along with people regardless of our differences in viewpoint Uh, regardless of the things that make us different. Um, It's always been my heart to seek to find common ground with people. And I think Jesus was certainly a person in his earthly life who brought people together. Um, How many times in Luke's gospel alone do we see wherever Jesus went, there was a large crowd in tow or a large crowd who showed up very rapidly Um, And so Jesus brought people together. And I think at the heart of that, um, if we are kingdom people, we should have that same capacity to bring people together, that same desire to bring people together. And we should call it out in our culture, in our communities, in our homes, in our churches even, when we see people doing things that are divisive. Uh, A divisive spirit is not something that the Bible would say is a good and godly thing. In fact, um, it should be disciplined and corrected. Uh, Divisive spirit uh, can stir up a whole church. Uh, I've seen pastor colleagues um, run out of congregations that they were leading because of divisive spirits. I've encountered divisive spirits when I was leading in the church. And so uh, a spirit that seeks to divide is not a godly spirit. We know that that's not uh, the spirit of the living God. Uh, The spirit of the living God is a peaceful God, as a peaceful spirit. And the spirit of the living God brings people together in this wonderful, beautiful, crazy, eclectic family 
family called the kingdom of God. And the way into that kingdom is every human knee bowing in humility before the feet of Jesus and saying, Lord, I recognize I'm a sinner and I'm in need of the grace that you provide. You alone, O oh God, are the way to the Father. Uh, Jesus himself said it. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. No one comes at all unless the Spirit is is uh, revealing to you your need for Jesus. And when you come, you come in humility. Because if you need Jesus, you recognize your way wasn't getting it done. Today's passage has us in Luke chapter 9 once again. We're getting near the end of this passage. And we're in a short text today, verses 51 through 56. Um, and uh, this is an interesting passage. Um, Jesus, in preparing for the movement toward his ultimate death and resurrection, was continuing to prepare the ground for his disciples for that event and uh, trying to ready them for that. And there were other preparations that needed to be made. And this passage falls within that category of other preparations. Um, And it finds Jesus um, setting out for Jerusalem from the place that he was. And um, some messengers of Jesus uh, went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for Jesus. Now, they were not welcomed there. In fact, the Samaritans opposed them and would not uh, collaborate or cooperate with them um, in their desire to um, come through uh, so Jesus could head to Jerusalem. And uh, the Samaritans and the Jews were two groups of people that vehemently opposed each other. Uh, The Jews worshipped in Jerusalem. The Samaritans uh, were kind of a... Uh, sect of Jewish um, people who were dispersed into different places in the world. And as they dispersed into different places in the world, they often intermarried with the pagan people living in those areas, and they would take on the practices and customs of those uh, idol-worshipping people. And later in their history, um, uh, some priests would be sent to teach them again the ways of God from uh, the teachings of Moses, Uh, but they rejected the teachings of the prophets. They did embrace the Torah, but they rejected the teachings of the prophets. And they worshipped and set up a temple for themselves on Mount Gerizim, and the Jews worshipped in uh, Jerusalem and the temple that they had erected, uh, David's temple, of course. And uh, so they were opposed to each other over these uh, religious viewpoints. Now, the the Hebrew people viewed the Samaritans as half-breeds in that they were um, Jews of the diaspora who married, intermarried into these uh, pagan groups and adopted their customs and in many ways adopted their religious practices. And so the true uh, um, Jerusalem-worshipping Hebrew people Uh, absolutely vehemently hated and opposed the Samaritans. They did not view them as true um, Jews and as part of God's covenant people. And so uh, (laughs) that sets the stage for why the Samaritans were not too, uh, too inviting of Jesus and his crew when they wanted to come through on his way to Jerusalem. All right, well, as we read the passage, I'm sure the Spirit will open the door to insights for us. And uh, before we read, let's uh, go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. 
Lord, would you set us on a trajectory today that would um, have us positioned among people in our workplace and community that we might uh, have opportunities to bring people together today, Lord God? Uh, Would you set us on a course of being uh, people who... um, who welcome others and and create um, places of peace for healthy conversation to take place, Lord God. Would we be people of peace in the world today that others might see in us a reflection of your love and your welcoming spirit, O God? Um, The kingdom is a welcoming place, and the only requirement is that you recognize your need for Jesus, and you can only do that if the Holy Spirit's working in your heart. Father, as we read your word today, would you teach us from it and uh, give us the courage to apply it? We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Luke writes in Luke 9, 51 through 56. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven and destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then he and his disciples went to another village. Now, it's such an interesting little passage. And and if you don't know the backstory, you wouldn't understand the vehemence in James and John's response. Uh, but Jesus calls them off. He's, he, they're going to the extremes. They're pulling out the big guns for no good reason. Um, but Luke tells us that Jesus was uh, getting ready to make his way to Jerusalem. It says that Jesus resolutely set out. Now that says uh, Jesus was on a mission. He Everything in him knew that his journey was heading to Jerusalem and he was going to get there. And he sent these messengers on ahead who go into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. And the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. Now here we have this opposition because of um, different religious views. Uh, the Samaritans did not believe Ju- uh, Jerusalem was the place that you worship God. Mount Gerizim was the place that you worship God. And on the basis of their religious views and their religious biases, they refused to welcome Jesus because of their hatred for Jerusalem and the people of Jerusalem and the extreme views of the Hebrews there uh, who believed that they were in the right place of worship. And so this whole hubbub was created because of different and opposing religious views. Uh, You know, the world hasn't changed much, has it? (laughs) Uh, Religious viewpoints still keep people apart. Religious viewpoints still uh, create passion and fervor. Religious viewpoints still divide us. And I don't think that is God-honoring. Um, Christians believe that uh, the way to the Father is Jesus. And we believe that if every person could see Jesus for who Jesus really is, that they would want to w- run into his arms and be a part of God's kingdom. Um, but if we are beating the people over people that we're trying to witness to over the head with the Bible, that's not going to do us much good. But if we model a Christ-like witness and example, and we love them, and we try to understand them, and we try to hear about their practices and their views, and we live among them for a time, I think that's going to have a much better impact in helping people be receptive to the Jesus that we proclaim to live for 
and have devoted our lives to than if we're um, doing things that would divide us from them. Uh, so Jesus uh, is not on board with James and John plan. James and John's plan of calling down fire from heaven to destroy them. Thankfully, uh, he rebuked them. In fact, and said, "That's not the right approach. That's not the way of the kingdom, guys." And realizing this was a lost cause, he and his disciples went on to another village. Jesus was a person of peace. He wasn't going to stir up trouble. And if people don't welcome him and receive him, he's content to go on his way to someone else. And that's the way we ought to be too. See, the problem is we want to, we want to persuade people to come to Jesus. We want to argue people uh, into the kingdom and, 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 put their views down rather than modeling such a winsome example of God's love in Christ that people come running. And I think if we model such a winsome example of God's love in Christ that people will come running to Jesus. All right, my friends, there's a lot to think about in this passage, and I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen. May we go uh, forth today as people of peace. May we be uniters, not dividers, and may we uh, model for the people around us uh, such a winsome example of God's love in Christ that they come running to Jesus and see him for who he is. All right, my friends, it's a high calling. Let's go be about the Father's business today. Take care.